I'm Scott. And I'm Jason. Welcome to Skipped on Shuffle, a podcast where we delve into an overlooked song by a popular artist. Today, we're going to be talking about the Ben Folds 5 song, Air, from the soundtrack to the 1998 film, Godzilla. Saw a silhouette cross a fluorescent Floating overhead Undoing his helmet Through the murky beams And blue-green sea light Saw him spin This episode might be a bit of an outlier from what we usually do. We usually pick kind of a deep cut on an album. And this song comes from a soundtrack. It's our second episode choosing a song from a soundtrack and we seem to have the tendency to pick songs from I don't want to say terrible movies well in the case of in the case of Godzilla terrible <laughs> yeah the Godzilla movie was definitely terrible but last action hero is not bad it's fun <laughs> yeah yeah the other the other one was what the hell have I by Allison Chains off of last action hero and that movie is at least redeemable to some extent <laughs> Yeah, this song uh, is is interesting. I'm I should probably just admit at the start of this episode, I like Ben Folds. I've enjoyed listening to Ben Folds during the process of getting ready for this episode and thinking about the music. But I'm still not a huge. I, I don't know what it is, and it seems to check all sorts of boxes for me. Like I, you know, I like the style. I like the tone. I like the sarcasm. You know, there's also poignant songs. I'm sure a lot of you know the hit brick. And but there's just something about it that I don't know. But this song works for me. And obviously we're gonna talk about that through the episode. But I don't know, it just seems weird that I've missed Ben Folds being such a kid listening to all this stuff in like the nineties. I don't know where it went on my radar. Like, I don't know if I missed music videos for it. I don't know if I just happened to like start hearing a Ben Fold song and be like, where the hell is the guitar? And just turn, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what it was. Um, so it's interesting kind of like reflecting back and putting this music in the context of like the other albums and stuff that was going on, you know, other, other artists I was listening to at the time. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting that uh, you're such a huge Cake fan, and we already have we have done a Cake episode, and 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 I feel like Ben Folds Five and Ben Folds Solo Output kind of overlaps with Cake in a lot of musical. I ways. thought of that too. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. it is interesting that you're such a huge Cake fan. But I, I, I get it. I, I'm I would consider myself a huge Ben Folds Five fan but only a medium level Ben Folds fan. I feel like Ben Folds solo output has been much more inconsistent. Hmm. And maybe I feel like that's kind of might be a barrier for entry for, for somebody like you because Ben Folds has put out so much content. If you want to have all of Ben Folds' albums, I mean, we're talking like 20, 25 records, you know, especially if you count all the live stuff. I mean, he's just done so much stuff. And uh, so it can be a little overwhelming to be like, you know, I just want to get into this guy. It's like, oh, well, guess what? You've, you know, you've, you've got tons of stuff to wade through. I know for me, that's a barrier to listening to a lot of people when they have so many albums and you don't know where to start. But it's funny because the band Ben Folds 5 only has four records. And I feel like, Every time I, again, we I've talked about, you know, trying to get into them and I'm just always kind of caught off guard. And I don't know what to make of things. 
especially with this band like are they purposely being funny should i like take this seriously and even the name of the band ben folds five when there's only three people in the band (laughs) you know even even that kind of catches me off guard and i'm like should i think that's funny does that bother me and i think that's you know and and i don't know i i just feel like there's always something about this band that's like a little off and i don't know if i'm in on the joke or if i'm being maybe made fun of by the joke we're going to delve deep into into Ben Folds 5 and talk about this track, Air, and talk about what was going on during the time that the band was creating the song. And hopefully by the end of it, we'll have a little bit more clarity on, on what this band actually is for, for both of us. I saw him spinning towards the moonlight I pulled him in He was With a name like Ben Folds 5, it's not hard to tell that Ben Folds is the leader of the group. Folds was born in 1966 in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. From the age of nine, Folds was interested in music and specifically playing the piano. His father, a carpenter, ended up getting the young boy a piano from a client who was unable to pay for his services with cash. Armed with the new instrument, Folds learned by ear by listening to pop songs on the radio, with pianists Elton John and Billy Joel being big inspirations. By the time he got to high school, Folds was adept at playing multiple instruments, including guitar, bass, and drums. He played in numerous bands during those years and eventually went to the Frost School of Music in Miami on a full drumming scholarship. Unfortunately, he lost that scholarship after failing a juried review of his progress at school. This rejection began a long period of wandering for Folds. He moved from one place to another, playing in numerous bands, acting with stage troops, and bouncing from job to job. Eventually, Folds retreated back to North Carolina around the age of 27. Within a year of living there, he had started a new band with bassist Robert Sledge and drummer Darren Jesse, with Folds on piano and vocals. The trio named themselves Ben Folds Five, even though they were never a quintet. Folds say that they chose this name as a joke because it sounded better than Ben Folds 3. Using connections Folds had made through his previous travels, Ben Folds 5 quickly landed a contract with indie label Caroline Records. The band recorded a ton of tracks for their first record, but were disappointed with the results. Against the advice of the label, Folds forced the band to re-record everything, but this time play most of the material live in the studio with very few overdubs. These songs became the band's first record, their self-titled debut, which came out in 1995. The band released a whopping five singles from this debut record. The fourth single, Philosophy, is probably the most famous. Check it out here. The band's debut did quite well for an independent release. Their success was helped by near-constant touring. Ben Folds 5 was also warmly received outside of its native country, as England, Japan, and Australia became big early supporters. After a year of touring, the band quickly got to work on making a second record. 
The band decided to use the same methods as the first album by recording most of the core tracks live, but this time they did all the recordings in the front room of a rented house in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. In early 1997, the band's second album landed with the title Whatever and Ever, Amen. As with the first record, the band pushed five singles from this album, but it was the fourth single that ended up bringing them to the mainstream. That song is called Brick, and it's the group's most well-known effort. Check it out here. As an interesting side note, that song is about the true story of Folds and his then-girlfriend traveling to get her an abortion. Folds wouldn't talk about this story until years after the band had broken up, though. Despite the somber lyrics and music of Brick, Whatever and Ever Amen is mostly a high-energy, fun pop record. You can get a better sense of the tongue-in-cheek silliness of the band from that album's fifth single, Song for the Dump. As with his first record, Ben Folds 5 toured nonstop to support Whatever and Ever Amen. To bank on their new popularity with mainstream audiences, the band released a B-Sides and Rarities compilation called Naked Baby Photos in 1998. On that album is an unreleased song called Emmeline. This was supposed to be on the band's first record, but the label vetoed it because it has a guitar track. The label wanted Ben Folds 5 to be known as the No Guitars Band. Check out Emmeline here. Now September but we could lose ourselves in crowds every day cause Emmeline don't walk in time she's not the same that's all you can say when I've heard enough I tell myself that we learned our lesson but I don't want to walk away from Emmeline they're talking now does she know Later in 1998, the band contributed the song Air to the soundtrack to the film Godzilla, which is the song we're discussing today. We'll get back to that in a bit. With two successful albums under their belt, Ben Folds 5 went back into the studio in late 1998 to record their third record. Unlike the first two, the band would use a lot more overdubs and instrumentation than usual. Lyrically and musically, the album would also be less raucous and more adult overall, with longer, quieter, and more reflective music. In 1999, this third album landed with the strange title, The Unauthorized Biography of Reinhold Messner. The name Reinhold Messner was used by drummer Darren Jesse as the name for his fake IDs as a kid. However, the band had no idea that there was a real Reinhold Messner, who had been the first person to solo climb Mount Everest. The real Messner is thanked in the liner notes for being understanding with the matter. 
The band only released two singles from this record. The first is a song that represents well the new direction the band was going. Check out Don't Change Your Plans here. Don't Change Your Plans ended up flopping at radio. The band quickly released a second single to help bolster sales for the album. Ironically, this became the more famous single, and it's the one that sounds more like their old stuff and nothing like the rest of the record. It's called Army, and you can check it out here. Well, I thought about the army. Dad said, son, you're fucking high. After touring completed for the Reinhold Messner album, the band started planning its fourth record. However, due to the commercial and critical failure of Reinhold Messner, the band decided to amicably split up in October 2000. That was it for Ben Folds 5 for quite a long time. Afterwards, Ben Folds released several successful solo albums, live albums and singles, and contributed to soundtracks and other artists' records. He even produced a musical album for William Shatner called Has Been, on which Folds co-wrote most of the music. In 2008, Ben Folds 5 briefly reunited to play a one-off concert in which they performed the Reinhold Mester album in full. After that set, the band played a handful of songs from their previous two records. Then, in 2011, the Ben Folds 5 reunited to record three new tracks for a compilation album from Ben Folds that would feature his solo music mixed with Ben Folds 5 songs. This recording reunion brought speculation that the group was getting back together for a full record. This ended up being true, and in 2012, the band released its fourth record, the first since 1999, which is called The Sound of the Life of the Mind. The album's first single is called Do It Anyway, which you can check out here. You might put your love and trust on the line. It's risky. People love to tear that down. Let them try. The band toured to promote that fourth record and also released a live album of those shows in 2013. When touring completed, the band entered a new hiatus period. Since then, each of the band members have been doing their own thing, but Ben Folds 5 could reunite again at pretty much any moment. For now, though, let's go back to 1998 and talk about the soundtrack-only song Air and how it relates to Ben Folds 5's progression from its second album to its third. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Skipped on Shuffle. 
right about now in most podcasts, you'd be hearing an ad for something, uh, but we are trying to keep Skipped on Shuffle ad-free, and the way we're going to be able to do that is through Patreon. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Shuffle. Any donations go to support the costs associated with running this podcast. There's an ugly buzz that hovers just above the quiet. Found a way to make it silent. I'm coming up for As Scott mentioned, Air comes out on the Godzilla soundtrack, which exists between the Whatever and Ever Amen album and the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner. And even being a casual fan like myself, you can definitely hear a big difference between those two albums and a band trying to figure out how to go from interpreted as being like the silly, possibly forgettable band to being taken more seriously. And I feel like you can hear that it's, it's a serious transition that's happening. And you also hear it musically from the early albums being pretty simple piano, bass, drum tracks to a more lush production. I don't want to go so far as to be like, you know, Sergeant Peppers by the Beatles or Beach Boys, you know, that sounds anything like that. But there's definitely like more going on. There's horns and there's, you know, keyboard stuff showing up, all kinds of things. So even as a casual fan, if you were just to kind of throw on these two records or even just kind of skip around between tracks between the two, I mean, there's like a giant difference here that's going on. And it's funny because Air sort of perfectly encapsulates that transition that's happening. Yeah, we, we we don't. Uh, there's there's not much information that we were able to find on on like when air was written and when it was recorded. I know that it was either recorded during the sessions for whatever and ever, Amen, or after the sessions. It's kind of hard to figure out. Um, with uh, and we've talked about this in with other artists before. Uh, ben Folds and the rest of the group, they're kind of unreliable narrators. When it comes to talking about, you know, there's all these jokes thrown in and sometimes they kind of play with the the journalists, you know, journalists will ask a very straightforward question and they'll answer with like these vague, you know, jokey asides kind of thing. The Bob, the Bob Dylan approach. Yeah, totally. So, so, so it's kind of hard to get a grip on like what actually is happening. And then unfortunately, Ben Folds 5 is not one of those bands like Led Zeppelin where there's like this ravenous bass that wants to like find out like, you know, we, they want to plot out like every day of the life of the band <laughs> to try and figure out all this stuff. So, so it's kind of difficult to see. But as far as I can tell, I feel like a was recorded after the band had finished Whatever and Ever Amen and then released hastily on this Godzilla soundtrack to kind of keep the momentum going for the band because they had released uh, the Whatever and Ever Amen album and that had been really successful. But the studio knew the band was going to go back into the, you know, the, the, the recording label, sorry, knew that the band was going to go back into the studio. And so they're like, this will be great because we'll have something that'll tide over until the next album comes out. Yeah. And it might help just to mention if you're totally unfamiliar with the 
Godzilla soundtrack album. You know, there's Rage Against the Machine on here, Foo Fighters, The Wallflowers. So it very much puts Ben Folds 5 in sort of these important 90s bands that have, you know, emerged. So just for a little, a little bit of context there. Yeah, and and the album, you know, obviously the Godzilla movie was was horrible and critics panned it and whatever, but it was still like a tentpole blockbuster summer feature. So this was uh, a, a prestigious, you know, uh, Ben Folds 5 being on this album was definitely a big deal. This was something, this was an album that was going to sell really well and was going to put Ben Folds 5 in the hands of listeners who maybe wouldn't listen to Ben Folds mm, 5 before. Yeah. So this was a very strategic thing where the where the band and the, the label were like, we're going to put you guys on the soundtrack so we can get you through and make the Reinhold Messer album, you know, the next big thing. Like, this is going to be your big break. This is what's going to elevate Ben Folds 5 from being a fun, you know, uh, successful, kind of in the mainstream indie act to, to something else. And unfortunately, as we described in the, the history, that doesn't happen. But that's what we're kind of, that's the, you have to sort of put yourself in that mindset because that's where Ben Folds 5 is when we're talking about this song. I'm coming up for it. I'm coming up for I think you can't help but realize at this time and l- listening to Ben Folds that how stressful of a time this must have been given the opportunity, you know, they, they're having this rising momentum and all of a sudden they're also like, well, that's cool and that's great, but we also don't want to be known as this band that just kind of does this one thing, you know, like there's really heavy piano playing. I sing these story songs about, you know, silly things going on. Sometimes, sometimes they're serious like brick, but most of the time they're, you know, kind of weird songs about not fitting in and, you know, people that may or may not be real in these, you know, sometimes mundane situations, whatever it might be. And trying to get out of that and make a real record that's taken not not a real record, but a record that's taken more seriously by critics, but also not wanting to upset your fans by suddenly becoming way more serious or taking yourself more seriously. And, you know, there's there's I think a lot of easy things you can listen to uh, to, to kind of hear the crazy transition that's happening here. So if you listen to a song like Mess on the Reinhold Messner album, you hear timpani, you hear all kinds of stuff going on. And I I feel like it's hard to picture that this is the same band. I mean, you hear Ben Fold's voice, you hear the piano in there, you can probably like put it together, but it just sounds so radically different. Absolutely. So, so what you have here is, is a band that's trying to navigate this transition from being, you know, one thing to being another. And, you know, that sounds simple, but that's not something that a lot of bands have to do. You know, a lot of bands, they they start out playing a certain thing, you know, in their garage or whatever. And, and then they just slowly evolve from that one thing. And then that's it. You know, there's just slow evolutionary steps. It's very rare that a band has to, 
you know, drastically change the way that it is and still be the same band. I mean, I could think of like only a few off the top of my head that have had to do this. Maybe like, uh, like, like Radiohead, you know, they were like, oh, we're this guitar rock band. And then now we're not. Now we're like this electronic weird art duo, you know. But had, but had already made it. Yeah, but it already so, made yeah, it. So, yeah. so it's like you're already established. You're already established as being, you know, one thing and then have to transition to being something else. So yeah, it's like if you were if you were a band who like, you know, oh, uh we did one thing in, you know, our indie stage where we were only playing clubs to like 20 people and then before we made it big, we transitioned to something else and then we got big. That's one thing. But this is a band that's already got like, you know, a major label deal, you know, touring the world and has got to be like, all right, well, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to make it through this? And it's very interesting to think about that and then listen to this song Air because Air exists as kind of this in-between zone between the band doing it's silly, you know, fun, let's all have a blast and bang on the piano really loudly thing in the first two records. And then this lush, orchestrated, very somber music that they did with their third record. One of the things that was most jarring for me as a listener when I first put on the album, the Reinhold Messner album, when it when it first came out, was the lack of presence of Darren Jesse and Robert Sledge vocally. So if you listen to the first th- two records from Ben Folds 5, there's three-part harmony on pretty much every track. You know, they're they're all singing their own parts. And even on a song like uh, Underground from the first record, you hear each band member having like a lead part in certain respects. So there was a lot of input clearly vocally from, from those first, you know, those first two records from, from the full band. And then Reinhold Messner kind of lacks that. And that's one of the things that I feel like sort of cements Ben Folds five as it's sound is, is the fact that the three people in the group are constantly singing harmonies with each other. And the Reinhold Messner album mostly just features Ben Fold singing lead. And then every now and then there's a song where the other two guys come in with some background stuff. And it's so kind of jarring to have that happen. But Air features that that sound, that that harmony sound between the three of them, where they're they're all sort of singing and 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 adding in their own vocal lines to make the song really, really pop. And so I don't know. I, I feel like there's so many things about this song that represent both halves of the band where it's like, yes, it's got the lushness of, of the, the Reinhold Messner album, but it also has the, the pounding piano and the loudness, the distorted bass guitar of the first two records and all the harmonies and stuff. So it, it really does just kind of, it's like sort of this, I don't know, this missing link between, between these two evolutionary steps for the group. And it's a cool song because rather than a lot of the early stuff being these pop songs, it's still a pop song, but this really ethereal, atmospheric feeling. And not just because the the song is titled Air, but just the uh, agreed, just the production and the difference in 
everything that's on those first two albums where it fits into the vibe of the third record, but I don't think would make sense there. So that's why we decided to choose a song because it's just too good to not hear, even, you know, if you're not a huge Ben Folds fan. So let's talk a little bit about the lyrics of the song, because I think that also makes this one kind of interesting because of its ambiguity. I think when you listen to a lot of other Ben Fold stuff, even if he's making things up, he's giving you really specific details about a person or a place or how he was feeling. And this one kind of pulls back a little bit and leaves it open to a variety of interpretation. And again, I feel like that's part of this big transition that's kind of starting to happen with the band. I think one thing you can probably walk away from, and I feel like this song is a good litmus test of when I hear something, do I interpret the lyrics literally or figuratively? Because on the one hand, the song starts out, saw a silhouette across a fluorescent floating overhead, undoing his helmet through the murky beams and blue green sea life. And immediately you start thinking of someone underwater someone possibly drowning especially when later on we get to the chorus and it's i'm coming up for air so i feel like that's one way to interpret the song i feel like my first listen through i just felt like it was someone struggling to get through some kind of situation like yes there's probably that narrative quality of you know someone's in trouble there's some they're drowning or there's some kind of medical emergency especially later in the song there's a couple lines. They hold my hand and ask me to pull through. A voice says, "A voice I know says, dear, he probably can't hear you, which is one of those, uh, you know, some somebody in a coma or someone, you know, laying in a hospital bed and, you know, you go to see them and, you know, hope they're going to get better. And, you know, a family member is just like, you know, trying to, to help you feel better about the situation going on. So I feel like there is that element in there, but I feel like if that's what you want to latch onto, you can, but I kind of walked away from the song with kind of a, a bigger interpretation of just, you know, that feeling in general of trying to get through a situation and hoping you'll pull through and trying to come up for air, what it, whatever it might be, you know, struggling with, you know, depression or, uh, you can imagine the song with drug addiction or all, I, I think all kinds of situations could kind of, you could relate to the song. Exactly. And, and, and that's something that kind of, as you mentioned before, that, that kind of depth is, is sort of lacking in most Benfold stuff from the first two albums. And not that that's a bad thing. You know, there's nothing wrong with being literal and being like, you know, like there's a song from Benfold's five called Steven's last night in town, which is just a song about this jerk guy who keeps showing up all these parties and making an ass of himself. And, you know, it's very straightforward. It's like, there was a guy, his name was Steven and here is why he's a jerk, you know? And, you know, so it's, it's fun, but it's it's it doesn't have that kind of like you can't really attach to it. I don't know Stephen. You don't know Stephen. Stephen may or may not even really exist. But we get a sense of the funness and the silliness of Ben Fold's sort of interpretation of what he saw in that either made up character or real life person. Who knows? But with with this, 
you you can put yourself into it you know like is has there been a time where you've been sort of struggling you know as you the you know the word that you mentioned earlier drowning and needing to come up for air or is this something more literal like is this like a maybe there was a news story about a guy who drowned and was saved and then ended up in a coma and Ben Folds was inspired inspired by that and was like I'm gonna write a song about this person and you know kind of like give my my interpretation of those events we don't really know the point is is that you don't get that much ability to to put yourself into Ben Folds 5's music in the first two records. And then this song comes out in 1998. And then very shortly after, this third album comes out, which is filled to the brim with much more ambiguous uh, ambiguous lyrics and, and much deeper music that kind of allows you to put yourself into it. And what's so unfortunate is that, you know, the song air, like we've talked about it. We're, we're talking about the lyrics. We're pulling it apart. We're talking about the music and all this stuff. And it, 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 it sets up perfectly going into this Reinhold Messner album, you know, like it exists as this perfect stepping stone between those first, those, those two records and, and the, and the record totally flops critically commercially. It just like is dead on arrival. And, you know, so bringing it back to what we were talking about, how this band had to sort of like consciously figure out how to navigate through this transition period, they did it really well, I feel. Like they had the right linchpin song, they had the right third album, they had the right idea in mind and just failed and then broke up. And it's just really sad because like, you know, I don't know. It, it was all there, all the pieces fit, but something just didn't work out. And, you know, who knows what it was, but it just didn't. Yeah, you talking about it like that kind of makes me think, and and I talked at the beginning of the episode just kind of struggling to be like, am I in on this? Am I not? And I think that is kind of the feeling is listening to the first two Ben Folds records, you feel like you're overhearing a conversation or you're like at a party and someone's like telling this funny story and you're like laughing along with it. And I think for the third record, you're kind of invited in and expecting to like, kind of share your own story or your own interpretation of things or or you have a little bit more of a voice you're not that outsider just kind of listening to these specific things happening to other people and I think it's the fact that you kind of have to put yourself in there and I think that is kind of the jarring difference between those those two records that we've been talking about is suddenly you know, Ben Folds is like, no, come in. I'll, I'll give you a little bit more insight into who I am, who this band is. And there's something about that that doesn't work when you've been kind of kept not at bay isn't the right word, but there's there's some kind of barrier for at least for me as a listener for on those first two records. It's just like these are funny and they're enjoyable, but I don't feel like I'm a part of these experiences and then all of a sudden you know you are with a song like air and on the reinhold messner album and it just it, it creates a totally different sort of listening experience even beyond you know just the the musical transition that was happening
for me, listening to Air and Ben Folds, I think is probably different than a lot of other people who are coming to the band for the first time or already had some familiarity with a lot of the band songs. And I've spent most of this time in listening, trying to reconcile Ben Folds 5 and, and Ben Folds' music with the album that Scott mentioned that Folds did with William Shatner, the actor. So William Shatner is kind of known for this the speaky, weird, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> it, it just exists in, and no pun intended, but in its own universe. Um, and he did this album in, in 2004 called Has Been with Ben Folds. And I'll, I don't know if anyone would just dismiss it, but it's one of my favorite records. Like I can, <laughs> I, I mean, I throw it on, like I can throw it on every couple months and listen to it. And it's just so good good and the reason it's so good is ben folds because <laughs> when you listen to the shatner's other stuff from you know earlier in the 70s it's kind of weird and just everything is this speaky kind of style without you know a lot of good music attached to it but this record kind of combines that weird shatner speaking singing style with really good music and i i you know, there's times where, you know, I, I think the lyrics are funny and he wrote them with Shatner as well. But the music is just like if you took everything else away and stripped everything else away, like some of the music and the melodies and stuff like that's kind of what resonates with me about this. Um, so it's been funny just trying to think of, you know, Ben Folds working with William Shatner and making that connection between, you know, some of the stuff that he's done as Ben Folds five and like, who is this person musically? Because I haven't listened to a lot of his solo stuff. And like I said, you know, Ben Folds five, I, I knew a few of the songs and it's just, there's so many ideas like pouring out of this guy <laughs> that I, I think it really makes it interesting to listen to and try to like make those connections at different points uh, in his career. Cause you can imagine him sitting down at a piano and like everything Scott and I have talked about this before. Maybe we've mentioned it on the, on the podcast before, but every song, if it's a really good song can just be played on a piano or on a guitar on a single instrument. And you, you get the song that way. Like you, you know what's going on despite all the production stuff. So it's just funny to think about this guy sitting down at the piano and I always just think about like what runs through his head. Does he even like know how this is going to end up and thinking about the guy who started as just like the guy banging on the piano to the guy coming up with the Reinhold Messner album, not to dismiss, you know, the, his bandmates or anything to the guy sitting down working with William Shatner. He's just so enigmatic and I, 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 don't, I don't know there's just something funny about him and I feel like for a lot of other artists the thing that helps you listen to you know a new band or really get into uh, a, a certain singer or something is like you you kind of understand who they are and relate to them and I feel like no matter how much Ben Folds I listen to I feel like I never get to know any more about Ben Folds I don't know if that makes any kind of sense but 
Well, it's, it's funny you mention that because uh, Ben Folds has been married five times and divorced four times. So, so I'm not the only one who doesn't know. <laughs> you're not, <laughs> no, you're not the only one who, who can't understand him because clearly he's he's got some he's got some issues there. So yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's totally all valid. I think he's he's a a, a strange person who is basically now made a career and an identity out of being a strange person and, and you know expressing that strangeness by being you know, musical and, and, and in all sorts of different ways, whether he's working with Ben Folds five or whether he's working as a solo artist or whether he's working with, you know, William Shatner or whether he's, you know, directing choirs. He does a, he does a lot of acapella stuff uh, with like acapella groups and, you know, like just whatever he ends up doing. He's worked with Nick Hornby, the author. Um, They, they made a record together. Just, you know, he just kind of floats along and does whatever he wants. And, and that's cool. But at the same time can, as you mentioned, like really make it difficult to sort of hone in and be like, you know, who is this guy? Why should I relate to him? And why should his music, you know, bring out the passion in me if if I don't really even understand it? Um, so, yeah, uh, that's why I said at the top of the episode, like I'm a big Ben Folds 5 fan. I feel like that's when the cohesiveness comes together. And then the rest of his solo output, I'm kind of like lukewarm too. It's like, eh, this is good, but you know, but Ben Folds 5 is, it's totally where it lives. And I first got into Ben Folds 5 around the Whatever and Ever Amen album, uh, but before Brick took over the radio waves, I was at a, a, a girl's house and she was like going to put on some music and she put on the Whatever and Ever Amen uh, album and and I was just like, you know, you were, you were just like hanging out. I think we were like, playing a board game or something. I don't know. We were doing something. And uh, she, you know, I, I stopped and I was like, it was like, what are we listening to? Like this, this is crazy. You know, I, it was probably around song for the dump. I think song for the dump is probably when I was like, what, what? give me my money back. You bitch. What, what are we listening to? Like, what is this? Um, and, and she's like, Oh, it's this, this band Ben folds five. And so that was what kind of introduced me to the group. And, I, I got the record for myself after hearing it at her house and and just loved it. I was like, this is just so awesome. It had, cause I was, let's see, it was 97. So I was 14 when it, you know, when it came out and, and I was just like, you know, wow. Like this is a loud band that like has that loud energy of the music that I'm listening to at the time, like, you know, the Nirvana and the Smashing Pumpkins and all that stuff. But at the same time, like this is, there's no guitar. Like it's like, it had, it, 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 it allowed me to cross over it, and from being like, you know, this elitist kid who is like, if there's not a distorted guitar track, then I'm not interested. You know, um, it allowed me to sort of transition to be like, Oh, like here's a band that doesn't have a guitar at all, but still has that, like that, punk rock energy to it. And so I was able to really, you know, associate myself with it in that way. And that was sort of, it, it sort of like enabled me to grow as a, as a music listener, you know, a little bit. And then I remember getting the Reinhold Nestor album in 1999, uh, when it came out, like I remember going to the record store that day and picking it up because I was so excited and popping it on and being like, what? <laughs> like, what? Is, what is this? I mean, the the record starts out with with the the song narcolepsy. It's like, okay, cool. Like, I, this is this has got that energy, that loudness, and then it just sort of goes off and just you know into a whole different direction. And I was sixteen when that album came out, and so I was still too young to 
really, you know, go out and see the band and, and, and go to concerts and whatever. Like I was going to concerts, but it wasn't something I did all the time. Um, cause I was just too young. I couldn't, you know, I could barely drive. And so I never got to see Ben Folds five play. I never got to see them live because they broke up before I was able to see them. But fortunately, right after the band broke up, Ben Folds did a solo tour where it was just him and a piano. And he played a bunch of Ben Folds five songs. And then he played a bunch of songs that were going to come out on his first solo record, which was, you know, coming out after he did this tour. And, I was super excited and he came to Toad's Place. And for those of you who don't live in Connecticut, Toad's Place is like the legendary rock club that's been around since, you know, the 70s. And everybody who's anybody has played there from the Stones to Bruce Springsteen to Bob Dylan, you know, you name a classic rock artist. They played at this shitty tiny club in New Haven. And uh, so he, so Ben Foltz was coming to, to Toad's Place. And my girlfriend and I at the time, we went to see that show. And I mean, it was, lit- I mean, Toad's Place holds like, I think like 700 people. And so it was sold out, but it was literally like just Ben Folds at a piano and just, you know, he's taking requests. He would just like, be like, what, what should I play next? There was no set list. There was no plan. And it was sort of like a VH1 storytellers thing where he would kind of stop, you know, and, and talk about songs and be like, oh, this is what was going on at this time and whatever. And so when I listen to Ben Folds five now, I constantly come back to that experience of seeing that solo tour because it just felt like I got to know Ben Folds a little bit more than I ever had up until that point. And it kind of made me understand him a little bit more and understand his music a little bit more. And so, yeah, when I, when I think about Ben Folds five, it's weird. I think more about Ben Folds sitting at the, 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 the piano on the stage at Toad's place more than I think about him with the other two guys. I, and that's just because of my own personal experience with, with, with him as an artist. But, uh, but yeah, but I, I, I hope that, if anything, people listening to this podcast episode will come away with the idea that yes, Ben Folds Five sounds like a silly, almost like novelty band. Like I don't want to say Grandma got run over by a reindeer novelty music. <laughs> I don't want to go that far, but definitely something that's not a serious band. I hope that they come away with being that like there is a lot of depth there. There is stuff there that you can really dive into and emotionally connect with. It's just that it's sort of hidden in this, you know, almost like comedy rock sound. And so I hope that people will take the time to sort of delve in. And like we've said a few times now, Air from the Godzilla soundtrack is the perfect sort of transitionary thing that kind of has that feeling of the first stuff, but then sort of leads into what's going to happen with the future, more emotional, more more deep stuff. So I hope that people take the time to listen because there's a lot of great stuff there. It just might take a little time for you to navigate to it. Please visit our website at www.skippedonshuffle.com for more news about other episodes and our upcoming schedule. We are also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please visit skippedonshuffle.com for links to all of our social media pages.